Family-owned and operated, Toyson Ford is proud to serve the drivers of the Chippewa Valley with some of the most popular vehicles around Wisconsin and the country. They're committed to giving drivers from across the area the best in customer service with a top-notch selection of brand new vehicles to choose from, as well as an extensive inventory of pre-owned crossover SUV and trucks. Plus, with their expert finance, service, and parts centers in-house, they strive to be your one-stop dealership for all of your automotive needs. Visit them today at 1000 Chippewa Crossing Boulevard in Chippewa falls the reviews are in it's the best thing i have ever tasted in my life this is the best thing that's happened in my life even better than my wedding that's what everyone has to say about man cave light the official beer of the dan casper show and the man cave podcast try it for yourself and you will know exactly why people say it's like sipping a little bit of heaven man cave light is available on tap at the bar in high v you can also grab a crawler or six and take some man cave light home with you so go try your new favorite beer man cave light today and you will know exactly why one reviewer said i cry tears of joy every time i have one hello friends you've now entered the man cave podcast unplugged and unfiltered this is a podcast where the topics are mostly about sports but sometimes we mix in some other items like is bigfoot real who is the best batman you're guided through each episode by a man who's the man for his time and place dan casper so welcome to the man cave and stick around for a while you're gonna like it here What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Man Cave Podcast brought to you by Hy-Vee and Toys and Ford. I'm your host, Dan Casper, as always. This episode of the Man Cave Podcast is a Dan Casper Show instant replay. Segments from my radio show, the Dan Casper Show, replayed right here on the Man Cave Podcast. Enjoy. It's the five-year question. You know, we get asked it if you ever go into a job interview or such, or if you're ever doing an interview and somebody says, where do you see yourself in five years? What's what's the life plan for five years? Well, let's kind of spin that around here a little bit because I think when we kind of look at our Wisconsin teams, Wisconsin teams, we've got a mixed bag here. We've got maybe some optimism and the arrow trending upward for a couple of these teams and maybe going downward for a couple other ones here so you can pick one you can pick as as many as you'd want to go go through i'm gonna go through a few of them here my personal thoughts on it all let's start off with the bucks as they're the ones that are you know they're their team that's playing right now um so five years from now what's the five-year plan for the Milwaukee Bucks. Giannis, right now, that, that I think the big question will be is, is is Giannis going to be around or not? Giannis is 28 years old. Okay, he turned 28 in December. Five years from now, he'll be 33. I think he'll still be playing at a fairly high level at the age of 33, right? As long as there's no serious injuries or or anything like that could that would kind of derail it, but I think he would still play at a, a high level at the age of thirty three, right? I feel like Giannis is still going to be with the Bucks five years from now. In fact, 
Maybe I'm a little too optimistic in this thing. I know the Eastern Conference is deep this year and probably will be for the next couple of years here. But a five-year plan? I don't see why there shouldn't be any reason that the Bucks shouldn't have another championship. So I think my prediction, who the heck knows if it's going to be right or not, I'm going to go. I think the Bucks have another championship within the next five years. I think Giannis will still be here in five years. I don't think Chris Middleton will be. Um, Drew Holiday, that's going to be it's going to be a little bit more dicey. Drew Holiday right now, you know, he's 32 and that 30. So yeah, probably not. Probably not going to going to happen for Drew Holiday. But yeah, I think Giannis will still be still be hanging around a little bit. I think the Bucks, yeah, yeah, I'm confident in that. I don't know if it, Mike Boonholzer will be the head coach in the next five years. That one's a little bit up in the air for me, maybe about like a 50-50 at this point. If we're sticking with hoops and going to like Badger hoops, honestly, I feel like it's just going to be the same thing. And whether that's a knock or a compliment, I mean, I, I guess it depends on the person, but... You know, I feel like they'll be competitive in the Big Ten. They'll continue to maybe preseason rankings kind of, you know, get those low rankings and then maybe surpass them, have their ups and downs, that typical. They can maybe win every game but also lose every single game. I, I just feel like that's right now, that's what this Badger basketball team's about. I think Greg Gard will still be there five years from now. Um, I don't think any Final Fours in there. Maybe a couple Sweet Sixteens if they get hot in a tournament. But that's kind of where I see it right now, currently with this with this Badger Hoops program. Couple Sweet Sixteens, and just it's it's a typical Badger basketball team. You know those Frank Kaminsky, Sam Decker, and Nigel Hayes and Bronson Koenig. Here's maybe a little bit of the uh, the anomalies, you know. Kind of hoping that that would be, all right, that type of runs here, and maybe we're moving on. I think a lot of us kind of said this was going to be the last time this was going to happen. So, But, no, I, th- I think, you know, that's that's where this Badger Hoops team is going to be. Kind of a typical Badger Hoops team. Top five in the Big Ten. The football one, though, now, this one's hard to not get a little too excited about. You know, because we've done this before, right? We've gotten really pumped up and really excited about this Badger football team heading into a season. What, a couple years ago? Cover of Sports Illustrated thinking they were going to be a college football playoff team. They were going to do it, you know, if we get there. And it was just like, it was the jinx. We've had these high expectations or high hopes with these kids coming in, these, you know, highly ranked recruits, whether they were five stars or four stars or whatever. But I feel a little bit different about this. And again, maybe it's me being ever too optimistic. But with the Luke Fickle era, bringing in a different type of energy, bringing in a coach that 
you know, Walt has been to the college football playoff. Bringing in that that mindset, that excitement, and, you know, we haven't, I don't count the bowl game, but we haven't really seen, you know, the coaching staff on a game or anything. So this is really just kind of projecting and trying to figure it out. But I don't see a national championship in five years, but... If you were to tell me that the Brewer or the uh, the Badger football team would be in the college football playoff at least once in those five years, I might buy down that. I think I could buy that a little bit. I think that could happen. Again, we it, it's kind of a little bit more of an unknown because we don't know how it's all going to work out, and we're all pumped up. We're all excited about you know a quarterback room that's got four or five, maybe maybe once all said and done, ten dudes in there. We got a couple of uh, wideouts. Got Braylon Allen there. You know, we're 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 excited. We're pumped. Luke Fickle has done an amazing job and his entire staff has done an amazing job of getting the fan base excited and this team excited. And I think that also goes to Chris McIntosh, the athletic director, and the athletic department, maybe the board too, like, all right, if we really wanna take that next step and we really wanna start competing for college football playoff or anything like that yeah you know what i'm gonna change it i think a couple we're gonna get into a couple because it's getting expanded right it's getting expanded so yeah i'll say a couple i'm optimistic i think luke fickle and this staff is going to make a huge difference in that now i know the big Ten conference is going to be tougher too so you got to factor that into it I mean, you're always going to have the Ohio State's there. Michigan's going to be there. Penn State's going to be there. Then you're going to have USC, and you know we'll see about like how well UCLA is going to be if they can be consistent over there with Chip Kelly. I mean, it'll be a little bit different, but the expansion and this new coaching staff, yeah, let's go two. Let's go two. Maybe that's a little optimistic. For sure one, but I'll go with two. I'm feeling good about this Badger football team. Why not? Right? Why not? Do it up. How about this Brewers team now? Ah, man. I mean, it's... This one is one of the tougher ones because, again, this is... This is a league that doesn't have a salary cap, yet this is a team that operates within a budget. So they kind of have their own salary cap. They'll still have Mark Anastasio as owner in five years. I, I, I believe that. I think Craig Council will, will still be manager in five years. I don't see a World Series in five years. I see... I'm trying to... Like two... I'm going to go two playoff years. Right now, if I were to see, like, in the next five years, I'm going to go with two because, man, this year, it's so hard to gauge after this year because the Corbin Burns and the Brandon Woodruffs and the Willie Adamas, and we'll get to, you know, the Willie Adamas thing a little bit later on if you missed it. I, I threw out the question, how big of a priority do you think it is for the Brewers to lock up Willie Adamas, or do you think that, you know, since they've got money into like a Christian Yelich, they got to focus on keeping one of their starters. But it's so like I can see 
a situation where, like this year, if the Brewers, let's just say that, you know, when it comes to the trade deadline, they're out of it. And it sure looks like they're not going to be getting to the postseason. They're not going to be in the playoffs. Could you see a scenario where they trade Burnsy and or Woodruff and start that whole rebuild sort of thing? I, I feel like, man, this... This one's a tough one because you got the owner, you you've got Matt Arnold, the GM, you've got Craig Council all saying that you know every single year it's it's World Series goals, it's World Series aspirations. But yet, you know, you kind of look at an offseason like like now, and they got Contreras in as catcher, which I think a lot of people love love that move. But we're still waiting for. Well, is there a couple more coming? You know, we, we, we heard we, we heard the right stuff as fans, right? We heard the right stuff from the owners and the and the GM that we're gonna compete, the goal is still World Series, we're still gonna go after this, we're still gonna do this. But it sure kinda seems like they're they're kind of running it back. Got a couple players here and there, but how much do you think they've really upgraded compared to last year? I think you can make the case for sure catcher. Maybe a healthier Freddie Peralta makes a difference. Banning of the shift maybe helps out the offense a little bit more. But if I were to kind of go about it now, this next five years, I'll say two playoff appearances. No World Series. And I don't think they'll have Burns and Woodruff in the next five years. I'll say they they hold on to Willie. But five years from now, he might be gone like in a trade or, or, or something like that. Because baseball's so weird. You know, it's so hard to peg down players' futures in that. That's kind of where I, I've got the Brewers right now. Uh, Packers. All right, this one should be a fun one. Uh, I think it's safe to say unless he decides to pull a Tom Brady sort of thing here and wants to play until he's like 50, Aaron won't be playing quarterback in five years. But the question may be, is it going to be Jordan Love that's playing quarterback in five years for the Packers? I will say yes. I will say yes, it's Jordan Love in five years. Now, that means that he had to have done something, either if it's going to be this upcoming year or in uh, 2024. He had to have played well enough to get a new contract from Green Bay and, and to, to, to stick around and to keep that job. He, I mean, he had to have done something or he's playing at a at a decent level, probably a little bit more than a decent level if you're going to be the starting quarterback in five years. I don't know. I just, I, I, right now, I, I, I feel it. And I'm not comfortable in it. No doubt I'm not comfortable in it, but... And if you ask me tomorrow, I might change my mind. But right now, at this point, I'll say, I'll say, Love is the starter. Five years from now, because I feel like even if Aaron comes back this year, Love's not going anywhere. And I feel like if Aaron comes back this year, this is going to be the final year, at least in Green Bay. Then it's going to be the Love era. But I don't see a Super Bowl in the next five years. I don't see that happening. I mean, they have got, at some point, 
will have to pay the piper when it comes to these contracts. The thing that, go back a couple of years ago, during the COVID era, something that a lot of teams had to do that beforehand not a lot of teams did it because the the comparisons like using a credit card a little bit but during that COVID year and then you know when the uh, salary cap went down after that instead of going up double digits like it had been for so long salary cap went down so you had these teams trying to trying to scramble trying to stay maybe competitive like Green Bay did and keeping their guys so how'd they do that they added voided years to these deals voided years which is something that you kind of have to factor in like for instance for green bay the perfect example is adrian amos it'll be interesting to see how the packers go about with adrian amos because he's a free agent However, he's got voided years to that thing. And if the Packers don't bring him back, okay, he's got a few you have voided years on that thing. If the Packers don't bring him back, they have a cap hit. It'll those voided years will all come up, combine into one, into a cap hit that'll be seven point nine five million dollars. And right now, if you, according to Spot Track, if you look at that, that is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, the ninth highest cap hit for a player who might not even be on this ball club. In fact, you know, safety position, I think, is a position that Green Bay really has to figure out this offseason. The ninth and the tenth highest cap hit for Green Bay in 2023 is Adrian Amos and Darnell Savage. And I think there's a legit possibility at least one maybe even both not under i think darnell savage will still be there and maybe they try him at the uh at like a nickel corner but they've got to decide what to do with adrian amos if you sign him then you can kind of alleviate that those voided years and that cap hit green bay might be stuck having to bring him back but as we mentioned the other day his play according to pro football focus has kind of gone down the last couple years but that's the other thing with these contracts that teams are going to have to factor in. And Green Bay is one of those at the top with those void years. It's another dead cap hit situation. Teams didn't really do it a whole lot. But because of the COVID thing, it's how a lot of them went about business and trying to keep some of their players and still trying to, still trying to stay competitive. You know, not every player has a big hit of a void year like Adrian Amos. For example, Aaron Jones, you know, his voided years are in 2025 and 2026, but it's 770000 a year. But I don't see Green Bay having another Super Bowl in the next five years. Uh, playoffs? No, that's a tough one. I'll say, because I think Detroit right now, if, if I were to buy a stock in a team in the NFC North, I might buy the stock in Detroit. And that's still kind of a wild card. I think it's a big boost that their offensive coordinator is coming back and 
Ben Johnson? Can they carry that momentum from the end of this season into the upcoming 2023 season? And maybe now it's more of a destination place. Maybe some free agents are like, oh, wow, look at Detroit. That might be money talks. That's the number one thing. But maybe some free agents are maybe a little bit more open if they weren't beforehand to go to Detroit. I will I'll go to I'll go two or three. I'm struggling. Two or three playoff appearances and I'm not I'm not overly confident in that. I think at least two potentially three playoff years in the next five years starting like right now of january what is it 19th 18th 19th january 19th 2023 from now to the next five years two or three times green bay will make the postseason but i'm not i'm not overly confident in that either at this point and i mean we've seen teams i mean look at the giants for crying out loud looked like a poo-poo platter and then could they actually advance to the NFC Championship and upset their rival, the Eagles? We've seen it in sports. We've seen it in football how many freaking times anyways. One year or a lower-level team like a wild-card team making a run and winning it all. But Green Bay at some point is going to have to... They're going to have to pay their bills. They're going to have to account for these, for these cap hits. It's going to come. You can keep pushing it and pushing it and pushing it, but at some point it's just going to get really, really bad. And you're going to have to make some tough decisions, which might have to be that word that nobody likes to hear, but rebuild. But it's it, you know for, for me, it's, it's kind of hard to gauge would Green Bay actually go on a full-end rebuild because... You know, they just locked up Elton Jenkins. They locked up Jair Alexander. They locked up Devon. You know, they, they've got that mixture on there. So maybe they will never view themselves as, as, as a rebuild, but more so the reloads. I don't know. But these next five years, when it comes to Green Bay, man, whew, it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see how this mindset works. It's going to be really Really fascinating to see how Brian Gutekunst, Russ Ball, navigate these waters the next five years. Do they still want to be relevant? Do they bite their tongue and be like, yep, we're just going to have to cut the losses for this year? And, you know, kind of like New England's first year without Tom Brady, they took that big cap hit with Brady still on there. Then they had more money the following year. Is Green Bay going to have to do that one of these years in the next five years? Just take on all that dead cap hit and just grind through it for for a year and then you know kind of reset? You'd think at some point they're going to have to. But if they can navigate those waters and still try to be a playoff contending team, that's job well done to them. How about the rest of you? All right, I kind of rabble, rambled on there enough now but five-year plan for your favorite teams or for our wisconsin teams out there five years you can pick as many teams as you want to do what do you it's that age-old question where do you see yourself in five years where do you see your favorite teams in five years will any of them have a championship under their belts 
The only one I picked for a championship, I've got the Bucks winning one more. Right now, if you were to ask me if all the teams who has the best shot to come away with a championship, I'd still pick the Bucks right now. That's going to do it for this episode of the Man Cave Podcast. Big thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Man Cave Podcast. And a reminder, never miss an episode of the Man Cave Podcast by subscribing to the Man Cave Podcast. We're already on your favorite podcasting platforms like iTunes, Spotify, Google, and Stitcher. And don't forget to give us a solid rating too. That way other people can find the Man Cave Podcast. Until next time, I'm Dan Casper, and we'll see you in the Man Cave.